0: Hello and welcome to Mount Rushmore. This is Jeff and I'm joined as usual by my good friends Richard. Oh yeah, that's me, sorry. And Michael. Howdy! Uh, We were going to record this but then my computer was stolen but then right in the middle of it a hand reached out from heaven (laughs) and grabbed and gave me my computer back. A very
1: rich person came and said, (laughs) I have a free computer for anyone who needs it.
0: Um, today's episode is about Deus Ex Machina. Richard, you chose it. You explain it.
1: Oh, Christ. No, I, so Deus Ex Machina, it is literally what the God of... God by machine. Guide by machine, yeah. So this is basically... It's a literary um, device where something happens at the end of a movie or TV show or a book that kind of saves the main characters from certain doom or completely... Changes how the movie or the mm-hmm. whatever it's going to be is going to end up, mm-hmm. and oftentimes and usually it's something that has not been explained before. Yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere. Oftentimes, doesn't make a lot of sense if you really think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, it is the lazy writers. Oh shit, we've written this whole thing, yeah. and now we have to wrap this up, and I don't know how to wrap this up.
2: And I say that because. So my first pick uh, is <laughs> Batman the movie where the dolphin saves the day. Hmm. No, okay. you didn't. You didn't like me jumping in there to save save your no really. tired explanation of no. I had a good explanation. Hmm. You know, in my um, well, you can come back. No,
1: here. okay. Well, let me jump. Let me jump in real yeah. quick. So, um, I was a creative writing major in college. Uh, right. You won't stop talking
0: about this. One you of my still smells like patchouli cigarettes. That's because I eat patchouli oh, cigarettes. Shit. That's part of my. Oh wow! It's, it's a health
1: thing. <laughs> it's a health thing. No, and I was not a very good writer. Although I majored in it, I don't Mm -hmm. think. And my problem was my all my professor professors would say you write very good like characters and dialogue, but your your endings suck. Oh, like your stories just sort of come to these like out of nowhere. Like there's a fight Mm -hmm. or something random just sort of happens. I could not get away from from the Deu Ec machina as a writer if my life depended on it. Yeah. So that's thinking about that kind of got me thinking about this
0: topic. I in my college. Theater and Western Civ class. They explained that in Greek, in performances of Greek tragedies, literally they would lower a rope with a person pretending to be God on it, and a machine <laughs> would lower the the rope, and then they would they would give the ending to this thing and say, they say "Get it, wink." This is this is
1: not on my list, and I don't know if, if it is on yours. Shut me up, but yeah. the church police church fuzz sketch from Monty Python, where mm. at the end. Literally giant hand of God, like yeah. in the big, like yeah. Monty Python top hand, comes down and fingers somebody as the person who did it. Because yeah. after all this police work, it's just God just is.
0: Yeah. I was going to give another Python connection. It almost seems, the, Deus Ex Machina. almost seems the opposite of the foot that comes down and squashes everything. Right. <laughs> it's the whole thing that comes down and saves everything. All right, uh, Michael, uh, Richard Dunn chose it, so you Dunn starred it.
2: Uh, mine is from the 1960s movie, Batman, the movie.
0: Ah. Batman
2: 66. I don't know if it actually happened in 66. Let's say it did. Let's say. But Mm -hmm. right around then. uh, Where... If only there was somebody that was an expert
1: (laughs) in Batman stuff. It was 1966, by the way.
2: Thank you. Uh, The dynamic duo are almost killed by a torpedo. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you just cut to the next scene, and apparently a dolphin got in the way. <laughs> a dolphin uh, threw itself and gave its own life up in order to save the dynamic duo. Oh dear!
1: And did the, did the, the torpedo was it? Was it labeled, by the way? It probably was. <laughs> Everything a label. I think it
2: was. I think it was uh, shot at them by the penguin, but it could have been the Joker or it could have been the Riddler. They were all involved in some yeah. scheme to dehydrate the world leaders. <laughs> you know, these these scenes don't. These movies don't make sense. Was this
1: before or after uh, he fought a shark? <laughs>
2: Uh, this was after he fought a shark. Okay, good. Uh, where he used another sort of, uh, you know, contraption, which was one of his anti fill in the blank sprays, Right. which uh, was another way for the writers to get around, uh, actually having him solve a problem. He just happened to have shark repellent, shark repellent when he was, (laughs) I think he was on like a a bat copter and being lowered in and, and then the shark is just like. Tie, like just wrapped around his leg and he's <laughs> kicking at it. And he says, you know, Robin, hand me the bat anti-shark
0: repellent.
1: Um, Again, also labeled. And I just bring that up to blatantly try to tie
0: ourselves to the Batman 66 labels Twitter <laughs> feed, which is fantastic. Unlike some of these uh, that we may mention, these deus, they, this, the Batman series was always kind of played for camp. Sure, right? it, was so, al- yeah. it was
2: always tongue in cheek and they always knew what they were, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's fun to look back at it as someone who understands what they were doing yeah. versus like being a kid. And it was just like weird and yeah. silly and you d- <laughs> you weren't in on the joke, but then obviously mm-hmm. they were writing themselves out of situations because yeah. they're like, okay, ca- it doesn't matter. We're, we're playing this for laughs. And you know, we can just say, Oh, he was saved. He uh, crash landed on a mattress factory. Yeah.
0: It almost seems like the heritage of Batman, the the series and the, and Batman, the movie back then was the Batman comic in which a lot can happen between two frames or <laughs> before the turn of a page? Where... <laughs> that was
2: that was one of the things that was always great in. I don't know if you've ever read like Scott McCloud's, uh, like How to Draw Comics. No, uh, it was about the art of basically comic books mm-hmm. and storytelling, and you know you can have six panels lined up or two panels, and like the space between two panels is the gutter, mm-hmm. and that can be zero seconds. Or it can be an infinite amount of time. Oh. But it just depends on what is depicted, you know, sequentially. Mm-hmm. Or they can be something that's unsequential. Or like it's it's all about mm-hmm. it's all about storytelling. And comics allow that to happen in a way that movies don't. You mm-hmm. kind of everything's pieced together. You know, it's all one frame at a time. Yeah. But it's your eyeball pieces it together and mm-hmm. your brain pieces it together. With comics, it kind of does the same thing, but at the same time, yeah, you can see if Dirt in one panel, and the next panel can be a flower, mm-hmm. and that could be a year, or that it's could like be a month, a or whatever. It could, could be
0: a cut or a dissolve, yeah. which indicates time.
2: But anyway, back to silliness. <laughs> I, I did, I, you know, I love that movie and just how ridiculous it was, and how they kept that up throughout the entire series. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of perfected in that one moment of just like a dolphin gave his life up. Yeah. And it's like, what? Are you... Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: At some point, you know, they probably wrote the script that they got to that point. They're like, well, we can't actually show a dolphin <laughs> getting blown up by a torpedo. It's a kids' movie, for God's uh-huh. sakes. And they just well, just. we'll just leave it out. We'll, we'll
0: just say it happened. I love that we can't actually show and how it applied to the Batman series because we can't actually show punches landing. We'll just put a big thing that says blam in there. <laughs> we can't actually choreograph entire fights. Uh, how about three pals and a, a whop? Um The. Yeah, the day is kind of racist, box, by the way. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. Without papers is what it was translated from Ellis Island. Okay, so uh, that's a great, um, and that's more your courting favor with me because I'm a big Batman fan. The, you are a big Batman. I big big <laughs> You're chubby Batman. Big Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, sized Batman. Okay, Richard, what's your first? My
1: first one is the movie Signs.
2: Oh, okay. Oh,
1: the the which one is one? Oh of the, yeah, yeah. One of the first M Night
0: Signs. Yeah. That M Night
1: Shyamalan was really starting to lose his shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could have picked a Mount Rushmore of Deus Ex Machina's just from M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah, yeah. But this was the first one where it really was like, this isn't a twist. Mm-hmm. This is just stupid. Yeah, because you know you had Six Sense, which spoiler alert. Sure. You know that's 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 they gave you a lot of clues, right? That
2: led up to it. That you that you start to piece back together. You're like, oh, that oh, makes sense. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And
1: then Unbreakable, there's not even the twist isn't really like
2: Again, he he was very good at leading the way into the ending. Even yeah. if you didn't realize what was happening, you there were enough breadcrumbs. It's like this it's like reverse storytelling where like you work your way backward from yeah, it. Yeah, once once you get to the end you're like that all makes sense. I could see why it would be confusing, yeah. and it, his movies were also so very slow paced.
1: Yeah, as a creative writing major, that that process is called getting your shit together. <laughs> Something clearly I did not do very well. So we have those first two movies, then we get to Signs, about an alien invasion, and there's a Iowa, I guess, yeah, farmer that the aliens are coming in, and it is established throughout the entirety of the movie. These are it's super advanced, kind of, I guess, Geiger ish sort of
2: mm-hmm. aliens, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of that, that cross between a very standard alien and something a bit more gangly. Yeah, but they're supposed to you know incredibly
1: powerful, incredibly just you know the type of alien sort of killing machine. Mm-hmm. Until right. we get to the very end of the movie, when one of them gets water poured on them. Yeah, and it starts to melt, mm-hmm. and then it turns out, hey, these aliens allergic to water. Yeah, it's like acid to them, and then it starts to rain, right,
2: and then. No, he just uh, well, I think it, yeah, the Joaquin Phoenix character is like a former baseball, yeah, minor league baseball player. That's right. Yeah, and he just starts swinging away. And like that that he says swing away or something. yeah, and that was that was I've seen this movie way too many times, yeah, and uh, he starts knocking all, all over these these glasses of water that their daughter, who was i don't I don't know if she was autistic, but she was very silent, and she was very mm-hmm. uh, like after their mother died, she started like randomly leaving, yeah glasses around and I think that they kind of did that sort of bread thing where they would keep going doing flashbacks and the mom would have like these premonitions about what was going to happen and tell them mm-hmm. to swing away and then uh, she would leave these waters around and he would just oh yeah I can just swing these my bat against these glasses of yeah. water that I've left around the house and right. Was that a discovery
0: the that wasn't something he, he meant to just hit the... Yeah he was just swinging yeah. his bat and yeah. there happened to be one of those glasses yeah. Yeah. there and he hits it
1: and it falls over and it's like... Yeah. So then he decides to hit it like into the furniture where there are these all this yeah. like water stuff and it uh-huh. kills it.
2: Uh-huh. It's very much in the kind of realm of War of the Worlds. Yes.
1: Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to choose that. I didn't no, want to mention I, it. I it's very so sim- it. very similar that sort of idea of mm-hmm. here are these all conquering aliens. But it turns out there's a bacteria. Yeah. They, they didn't think about this first mm-hmm. before they went to this new planet. Maybe we should get suits. Yeah. Same thing here with these aliens. It's like.
0: Zordaz, this planet is covered with mostly what? Water. Yeah, this should be okay. (laughs) We
1: will be fine. (laughs) What is all that blue stuff that is on there? I don't know. I I love these alien robots.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Neat merp. (laughs) Boop boop boop. Why are we robots? We're organic. No, we're electronic. Also, how
1: how come the aliens can't open that door? Do they not have... The ability to open doors. They can fly spaceships. and
2: Jeff, can you do a suction cup noise? Yeah. That's what their hands are like. Can I do a suction
1: they cup? Kick, <laughs> but they can just kick it down, right? They're really strong.
2: Apparently, these aliens suck. Well, let me ask yeah, you. Like, what I'm saying is two two these things: aliens, like, not the, so good.
0: The day was, There's two, I think, bits of arrogance going on. There's on behalf of the author and on behalf of the viewer. As a, as a viewer, my arrogance that I'm an intelligent person is usually insulted when there's some little thing that the the storyteller is hidden and then revealed to me at the last minute. That is the connective tissue that solves the problem of the central problem, of the character. And that makes me mad. Mm -hmm. So when a deus ex something happens, I usually kind of get mad that I get fooled, but then there's the arrogance, I think of the creator in which they usually often use the deus ex to save or to topple a character and reduce them let them be the idiot in the story, <laughs> like right. this little thing. They they are now the 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 lion that gets saved by the mouse, you know, pull, pulling the thorn out of its foot. So,
1: yeah, and also keep in mind this is also in terms of arrogance, one of the first major M Night Shyamalan acting roles.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah, because he's, he's the
1: guy who's the wrecked, accident that kills his wife, uh-huh. that kills uh, Mel Gibson's yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah, then he's the yeah. one who says they don't like water and kind of trapped one of them. Because mm-hmm. that's you know an acting role that yeah that fucking guy should be doing yeah I, I i just this was i remember watching this just being like it because it's a pretty good movie mm-hmm. and then like the last 10 15 minutes it's like war of the worlds it's like yeah what the fuck just happened here it's I, just just lazy and there was there's not like other than like her leaving the water glasses out which don't there's never really quite explained right there's all these different reasons i thought
0: it was just like a little kid who just doesn't yeah. He always wants to a glass of water. And
1: it's like not that. like it's a metaphor for something, mm-hmm. even that I can tell. It's just, we need something to kill them. Oh, there's a lot of water on Earth. That would mm-hmm. be a good thing.
2: I know that the Mel Gibson character was like a former priest or something. Yeah. So part of, part of it was like, you know, refinding faith and. Well, look, look un, being
1: anointed and all. Yeah. So the yeah, whatever, bits bullshit. and pieces there. Holy <laughs> water.
0: Okay. So uh, what's your second one, Michael? Speaking of water. Oh, no. We're just going to do the same one again?
2: Yeah. The oh movie Sign... No, it's uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. And oh, The Wicked wow. Witch
2: accidentally getting splashed with a little bit of water. <laughs> uh, and that being her downfall. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Who oh, no. knew? And it's just like, I'm melting. There you go. She gone. <laughs> sure. She gone. Uh, they did... Uh, to- the book lays more ground for this. Oh, oh, if you really? read like the wonderful wizard of oz uh-huh. like she's a bit more like aquaphobic oh. and there are elements where the, the wicked witch is maybe she doesn't do well with water oh, okay. like they kind of talk about it. but mm-hmm. in the movie if the one that is most famous it's it's funny how there's always like a thing that if there's multiple versions there's one that just becomes dominant yeah and that's just culturally that's how you know it mm-hmm. so when they chose to not lead up when they chose not to lay any groundwork for all of a sudden water just killing her, yeah, you're kind of like, wait, what? So she's mm-hmm. just dead now. Cute- and I guess it's you know it's kind of a dreamscape and a fantasy. It's just, it's just like, oh yeah. So can you imagine Dorothy telling a dream and then she's like, oh, and I spilled this bucket of water and it killed the witch and then you know we went back to the you know Emerald City and you're like. All right, Dorothy. We, I was with <laughs> you
1: through everything else. <laughs> so you went through the field of poppies. Right.
2: And uh, there but, was a but, lion.
1: By the way, there's a deus ex uh, machina, machina in that, by the way, when uh, Glinda sends the uh, snow lizard uh, to the poppy fields.
2: Yeah, she's just helping out.
1: Yeah, but that's also uh, basically it's the yeah. hand of God, yeah. right? <laughs>
0: um. Snow lizard? What's snow what blizzard? Blizzard. <laughs> oh. Like you get at Dairy Queen. She sent okay. a bunch of Dairy Queen blizzards. Everything should be explained to me in terms of different desserts.
2: I mean, you know, you can wonder why her army of flying monkeys or those weird, like, goons just didn't, yeah. like, spit at her. Yeah. Or, like, throw water. But I guess she's a powerful witch, and she's mm-hmm. has some sort of control, and you're always kind of afraid of yeah. that power. And so you're like, okay. But why would you have a bucket? I mean, I guess you need to have the... Castle looking space. Have span. it mopped.
0: Yeah. Do you think she tells people that's her thing? Like, she thinks she, you know, like, you ever have a, a person who's really kind of a jerk, but they, they get, they tell you their secret or something? Like, <laughs> maybe she told everybody in the castle, look, guys, I'm, I, I know I come off as this wicked witch, but I'm so vulnerable to things like sadness and being alone and water. <laughs> <laughs> you should feel sorry for me.
2: I don't know. I've never seen, did you, did, he, have either of you seen Wicked? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you they elaborate on that? Yes,
1: because spoiler alert: she doesn't actually die, and this is sort—it's of, sort of done as a way to get her to not have to be the wicked witch anymore. Okay. So it's kind of like a washes all, it's away all her for sins. Sh- that's all for show. Mm. Yeah. Also, if if I was if water made me melt, I would not have a bunch of torches in my house. Okay. That's just me. Yeah. I wouldn't have something that would create a fire, which then would need to be put out by water. Did
0: she get strength from fire? You no, know, she could shoot fire.
1: Well
2: she yeah, she but set you know what also, she set the scarecrow on fire, which is why okay, I guess we should back up. She set the scarecrow on fire when the gang kind of shows up and Dorothy yeah. puts him out. Yeah. I don't know also,
1: I also you know what else I wouldn't have if mm-hmm. I was allergic to water? Mm-hmm. Buckets of water. Yeah, just lying around. Buckets of water. Yeah, just lying around. <laughs> just in case somebody needs a mop later on.
0: Well, I have like we have a gas oven. I don't worry about just falling in and sticking my head inside the oven. Guys, <laughs> I want you to <laughs> the know. Number of, the
2: number of banana peels in your kitchen <laughs> right now.
0: I seem is kind of wicked and impermeable, but things get me down like gas. I could die.
1: Gas gets me down too. <laughs> gas gets me down, bro. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Okay. Uh, the second from Richard. Okay, so
1: my second one is uh, Toy Story three.
0: Oh. The, oh yeah.
1: Okay. The, the, the yeah the scene where all of the uh, toys are getting ready to go down into the incinerator and be burned to death.
2: I don't think we need to say at this point in the podcast that most of the scenes that are happening are near the end of all of these movies. That's or probably books a good point, thing. Yeah. right? Like, like we're not spoiling. Like, if
1: if you haven't seen Toy, Th- a, if you haven't seen Toy Story three. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Also,
0: yeah, it, you don't have these happening in the middle of the goddamn movie. <laughs> the
2: movie does not
0: open when, like... Fade in. A magical <laughs> hand comes down and saves everything. Fade out. Fade out. Here are the credits. So, it's it's the
1: scene where they're getting ready to be incinerated. They all hold hands. And I'm not crying, you're crying, all right? <laughs> um, And then at the last second, the little green aliens, who had, yeah. who had kind of got separated from them, Come and they have a claw, yeah, and picks them up and scoops them and saves them. Mm-hmm. And this is going back to the first movie when we first see the green aliens. They are in one of those claw machine type things yeah. at the
2: uh, pizza place. At the pizza whatever.
1: place, and they believe that the, um, essentially, the, the claw is has godlike qualities. Yeah, it has chosen. Us. They're zealots. Yeah, yeah. So it literally becomes since if they if you accept that they believe that the crane is or the claw is mm-hmm. god they are u- literally it they're literally using god's machine yes to save them. Yeah, it is quite literal
0: that's pixar fixes the holocaust for us <laughs> go into the ovens we'll all be killed Oh no! Green aliens. So the green, come? so
1: the green men would be like the U.S. Army. Yes. Is okay. that what yes. this, this, yeah. this scenario? They're little army guys that have also, to like, also have, in to case. Hop, yeah. have to hop around because they don't have <laughs> s- separate feet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I I I, I, I thinking was thinking accept- about this. It was just I I hadn't thought about it like that until actually this episode came up and I was reading mm-hmm. a few of them. It's just like, no, that's pretty much. It had to that's be. Del- little, it had to be deliberate. I mean, yeah. I have to give—I mean, Pixar enough credit that if they threw something in like that, oh yeah, yeah, it had to be. Yeah. It wasn't just like an accidental
0: thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Well, that's a great example because it's so true to what that really is. So,
1: right.
2: It's—it's it's nice. I think it's—it's it's one of those weird things. It seems to be one of these examples that fits within the world. Like so far, we've kind of like been harangued by these nonsense things, and it's like a way to get out of the story. But it perfectly ties into the first movie. Mm-hmm. It perfectly is set up and they're saved by the people that that would do it. It's a thing that could exist in this. Right. It's like done well. Yes. It's one
1: of the examples of it done well. It's yeah. not quite Chekhov's gun. It's not like Chekhov's you know, crane or anything mm-hmm. like yeah. that. But it's that. It's at least along those lines where yeah. it's something that's been established in universe. Mm-hmm. And then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why it happens it doesn't feel like
0: it doesn't feel like a cop out a Chekhov's gun is that the rule the dramatic rule if you bring a gun, you have to shoot it is yeah basically it if
1: you if you introduce a gun in the first act, it needs to be shot by the third act
0: uh-huh um there should be a new gun law in the United States <laughs> Chekhov's gun law. no waiting period, but hey listen, if you're gonna have the thing, you gotta shoot that fucker, okay. <laughs> all right so uh each of these gentlemen i use that term loosely have told us their two choices which represents the first half of this deus ex machina guys it's just me just jeff talking to you right now i save me seriously get me out of this i mean i do so well as a host of this podcast but these guys they're so smart and they're so funny and stuff like that i just look like an idiot so i'm looking for you the audience to reach down into this podcast and save me pull me out of this and you can do that by um, um, going to Facebook and typing my name and saying Jeff Hopkins is the best and saying, I'll go on their Twitter and say, Jeff Hopkins is pretty great. And then uh, download and rate and review. All the ratings should be Jeff Hopkins is great. Jeff Hopkins, I love Jeff Hopkins. And that way you can save me from the torture and uh, one-upsmanship that happens every time I do this podcast, and I get overshadowed. Oh, hey Jeff, go- what's going oh, on? Oh, hey guys, sorry, I just got back from
1: getting my frasco. Oh, and, uh, sorry, <laughs> I what was are just, talking me- to? I was
0: just making sure the computer worked. Okay, <laughs> and I was just making sure stuff of stuff that is stuff. Okay, so uh, we're back, guys. I, I kept these things warm for you, these uh, microphones and stuff, and now piping uh, hot. Now you get to be your regular intellectual, intelligent, comedic selves, and let the viewers out there, listeners, know what you're third choice is, Michael. Uh, my third choice is uh, The End of the Lord of the Flies. Oh, yeah, that's a good one.
2: Where uh, Ralph is being chased um, by the tribe of boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the island's on fire. And all of a sudden, he's... Uh, I think he's fallen off a cliff or about to fall off a cliff. Right. And going to be killed. And then all of a sudden, the British naval officer is shows up and saves the day. Ah. Now, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of setup for it. Cause obviously the book is about, um, you know, uh, democracy and the devolution mm-hmm. of Wait, that. into. I'm, did... I'm writing this down. So yeah. it's about
1: like, I have a, I have a test on this
2: later. I got my cliff notes.
1: So, okay. okay. Democracy.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, tribalism, tribalism, uh, piggy, piggy has a con. Asthma. 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 Okay. <laughs> got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so obviously throughout the book, they are trying to set up these rules uh, on their island of the, the boys mm-hmm. trapped on there. And one of the main issues is uh, this fire that, you know, for, to create a smoke signal that keeps going out. And eventually, uh, some, one set of the kids, they stop, they stop tending to the fire and it goes out. And ultimately, near the end of the book, uh, one of the big bonfires in which they dance around this giant bonfire in a very primal and tribal way sets the rest of the island on fire, Mm -hmm. and that catches the attention of the the Navy, which is ultimately what they were trying to do in the first place. But it just so happens that the lead hero character is saved right as he's about to be killed is that sort of like, you know, deuce ex machina moment of like, well, I guess so. Like, I guess you set it up, but would there be any sort of... It seems like the movie would have or the the book would have had more of an effect if he died. Mm-hmm. But they do not They just mm-hmm. saved him mm-hmm. and they kind of move along.
0: Oh. And so so it was kind of an unsatisfying. I think so. I mean,
2: ultimately these kids kind of break down and start crying and mm-hmm. um they become kids again. Yeah. Like 10-year-olds or whatever they think they are. And yeah. it's and it's, you know, very convenient that the the British Navy comes in to save the day and to save, you know, kind mm-hmm. of Saves the tribe and saves this island country. And the British are like, I can't believe this. Kid's, mm-hmm. You know, they're ashamed of these kids of having gone back into this primal form. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was funny, and it's funny because I almost put like a Simpsons episode on here.
1: Oh, really? The, <laughs> gee, that would have been weird. Yeah. A Simpsons episode on, on a Simpsons reference on the show.
2: And there is an episode that basically parodied Lord mm-hmm. of the Flies. And uh, at the end of it, and I totally didn't realize this until like i was researching this uh you know they're saved and then like there's like a narrator that says and then the boy you know everyone on the island was saved by oh let's say mo <laughs> <laughs> and so he totally just played on that and just, right, uh-huh. and just joked around on that too yeah. is, is the Never- joke
0: that it doesn't matter who saved him Sorry, I don't get it. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah that yeah.
2: that they didn't have it real like they're still on this island. They didn't mm-hmm. have an ending to their story, and they're just like, okay, they're they got they, saved. Yeah. they
1: got saved. <laughs> it worked out well for yeah. everyone except yeah. Piggy and Simon. Yeah,
0: what would you? Yeah. This has to be one of the one of the stories that is taught in in literature classes in cl- schools, maybe around the world, but definitely in the U.S. Yeah, I remember a separate piece. Did you guys read that too? Anyway, this was, was that one. A,
2: was that a William Golding book? Or I don't think so. Um, I don't know it. But, was it a comic book? <laughs> I'll I know it. Is, <laughs> was Iron Man in it? Yes.
0: Um, why? Why is this appealing? Is it because it was young people? Is it because it was? Is it because the institution- why is the book appealing or why is the what, what the ending this? of it?
2: I think it. I, I think the story played out. Mm-hmm. They didn't really need to save the boys or maybe yeah. they did. I don't know. I have got th- it's been a long time yeah. since I've really thought about this. But th- the story is about the reverting into tribalism mm-hmm. and the uh you know the kind of breaking apart of society where yeah. you know man is you know hey man you know how you're constantly trying to rearrange yourself into an organized group but then mm-hmm. there's also the same aspect of society that is trying to pull itself apart yeah. and you know just be led by an all powerful type yeah. person or leader or figure. It's mm-hmm. like that, you know, that push and pull. And at the end of the day, at the end of the book, they, you know, tribalism kind of wins. Yeah, And it's only until the, you know, the authority shows up at the end to kind of set things right. But
0: I don't know. I, it does seem like if, if this is post-war time, when we have this sense that no matter what, civilizations we create or things like you could make things like NATO. You can make all these different structures. We're always going to descend back into, we're just men. We're just people. We're going to descend back to these primal pissing matches. Are we
2: all just still waiting for a government to come back in and put us back in? Yeah. Eventually it will, it will all go down until the point where someone comes in and saves us again.
0: The paternal hand of society will come in and set it all right. Spank us and set us on our way. Right. I like the spanking part. I just added that. Richard.
1: My third one is one of my favorite. My, my last two were great movies that are...
0: Oh, get over yourself.
1: Uh, that I wrote oh, he's also in my college a, he's class. He's a creative
0: writing major. Yeah, oh, that I wrote in oh. my
1: college class. But I kind of fucked up the endings, you guys. Um, so the first one's Jurassic Park. Never heard of it. Yeah. Really bad ending. Like, really, I just uh, we gave up sort of ending. Mm-hmm. So different from the book, by the way. And we'll get to the book, book version in a second. But it winds both or in both versions... The people are wind up being trapped in the visitor center of the Dino Land or whatever it's called, Dino, Dinotopia.
2: Hey, guess what? Every Michael Crichton book has an awful ending. He doesn't know how to get out
0: of it. They're also all in a theme park, right? West <laughs> right. World Restrict Park.
1: What's the theme park that's about a virus that kills everybody? Remember that theme park? <laughs> yeah, it's a fun one. <laughs> that's the, the Andro- hilarious. Andromeda, Andromeda Strain. Andromeda Strain. Park. Strain. Um, So, they wind up in the the visitor center, and they're trapped by these uh, uh, velociraptors. Yep. And it looks like it's curtains for them, until out of nowhere, a T-Rex bursts into frame, starts fighting with the velociraptors, Mm -hmm. kills and eats one of them, and the others scatter off. And then the T-Rex just leaves.
0: Well, he does a thumbs up to camera, doesn't he? Well, that's
1: what I was going (laughs) to... But every time I watch this, I there you almost kind of see like after it's done, Sam Neill and the and the T Rex kind of lock eyes a little yeah. bit, and it's practically you could practically see Sam Neill kind of doff his uh, yeah his uh, Outback Foot Jack hat yeah. a little <laughs> bit, and the the T Rex kind of look back at him, give him kind of like a nod, like a no, it's, we're good, yeah. It's kind of like a a Western kind of trope, where yeah. Like the you know where the bad guy winds up getting shot by the by the reluctant uh-huh. hero and they kind of look at each other with the other guy. Like, I mm.
0: want him to say, I, turn and go, I Rex
1: everything. <laughs> and I guess in the book, Alan Grant's character, Sam, this one played by Sam Neill, actually winds up killing the velociraptors with like poisoned eggs. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? That's Which is not a good ending, I don't think. <laughs> but it's a better ending than just T-Rex, which by the way, I, I know something. I know a little bit about dinosaurs because both my kids really love dinosaurs. T-Rexes are really fucking big. Mm-hmm. So if one is going to come storming across the landscape, you hear it's it coming. not going to sneak up on you. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like, it's not going to be out of nowhere all the – he wasn't like like – Secretly kind of shimmering uh-huh. like kind of sk- He didn't put on his T Rex socks and yeah. was sliding along the floor yeah. he did not of yeah. the have jungle. T-, t Rex ninja skills or anything <laughs> like that. No, you would have heard this thing coming from half uh-huh. a mile away. And
2: they established that early on, is that it's
0: It makes the ground the, shake. Yeah the, from, yeah, the most from...
2: minor movements make the water shake and yeah. you hear it and it's just like it sounds like the world mm-hmm. moving.
1: Perhaps the visitor center had like just really good acoustics. Yeah. <laughs> really good, like it's like sound deadening and
2: Anderson floors windows. and everything.
0: Yeah. Did those moments work or did they fail? Because for me, the, those things all worked because no, I, I was I, caught up in the story. I
2: think in the within the frame of the movie, it worked because there is an element of making this T Rex this hero and having this uh, hero shot, and yeah. having this iconic image. I think if the movie ended where they're rolling eggs to dinosaurs to eat and then keel over, it's just yeah. like. Well, that might make sense within the world
0: and within a novel. Within a novel, yeah, that yeah.
2: they establish that these, you know, they're over raptors and they yeah. eat eggs, and that's their—they steal eggs, and that's yeah. their whole thing. Okay, you fill them with poison, then you uh-huh. get them to eat the poison. But for you know a hundred million dollar movie, you you need a yeah you need a banner that a is floating down that says when dinosaurs ruled the earth and <laughs> yeah. roaring and oh yeah no I.
1: I, I I remember watching it the first time; and you, it was so visually amazing that you mm-hmm. kind of didn't think about that too yeah, much. Yeah, But it's like the second or third time you watch it and now that you know, I've seen it how many times now, especially with the kids. It's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Why would the T Rex even want to
0: kill
2: the Velociraptors? No, it would be They'd say the fuck chomping on one. a Brontosaurus yeah. next, and over. it would just immediately <laughs> right.
0: kill them next, like the yeah. <laughs> it almost seems like the enemy of your enemy is your anim- is your friend, and then until they kill you're your the enemy. you the one to eat you, yes. and, then any- and then you're the enemy. God, you're right about the Michael Crichton thing. I was thinking about Disclosure.
2: Yeah.
1: we're literally just, uh, whatever his name, uh, Michael Douglas's character just gets an email from a friend with all the information he needs to, oh. to, to save himself.
2: A lot of his. Congo? Does Congo have a... Uh, Congo ends where, like, the giant volcano erupts. Yeah. And kills all the monkeys. So hand of god. Yeah. Uh I got to think of some some of the other ones. Like um I would say Sphere but nobody saw that so who the hell knows. Didn't I was, did realize I was a big like I read all, it's all of his books. Sphere was Sphere is just weird. Right. It was just a strange one. I think they it you know they and Sphere I don't know if the movie ended this way but the book ended in that they just decided to collectively forget. That they had these magical powers from aliens. Oh, that's literally what happens. They just—they just. They just <laughs> are agree- you mixing this up with a Cocoon? No, no. They just agreed to, okay, if if we can if we can control reality and we agree to control reality, let's agree to forget. Mm-hmm. And it's like one, two, three, and then they are saved.
1: Although uh, uh, the only one I would also Twister is another one. Mm. Although I would argue that pretty much having the final scene be a tornado wiping everything out is just in keeping with the entire rest of the movie, which is pretty much the same I, thing. <laughs> that may be one of the examples of the deus ex machina just showing up over and over and over again yeah. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> just God repeatedly. is just
0: smiting the shit out of everybody. Through. Okay, Michael, what's your next choice? My last one is Ridiculous, and I apologize. It
2: is... Well, don't me- say it if it's Ridiculous. Yeah, just, we'll skip you. We'll okay, move on.
0: end of podcast. It is
2: the Ridiculous music video for Cindy Lauper's Goonie's are good enough. Oh, so I was at a bar last night and <laughs> and, and they you know,
1: they showed the movies, sometimes they'll show on DVDs. They had Goonies on. Uh-huh. Ridiculous movie, also. Also it's... also a ridiculous movie with a a, a questionable sort of ending that bridges yeah, I... on days like sure. yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but in the music video, which I found randomly, I think Emily and I were driving home from dinner and this song was in my head. And I was like, <laughs> We gotta let's let's look this, let's look up the, the music video. And this was a few weeks ago. And in the music video, uh, it kind of plays along with the Goonies theme where, uh, Cindy Lauper and her parents or her dad being captain Lou Albano in that weird era of the 1980s where music videos were new. Yeah. And, uh, wrestling was all of a sudden on television everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, so she plays like the daughter and they own this gas station and they're trying to save it from, uh, I I guess they owe money to someone. And then the rich people show up. This limo shows up and out steps Rowdy Roddy Piper. (laughs) Out steps the Iron Sheik. Classy Freddie Blassie. And classy Freddie Blassie. (laughs) And I guess they're like, they reject the money that they're going to give them or they reject like the cookies they're going to give them. And then she apparently, you know, escapes into a picture that's on the wall and it enters like the Goonies world of the cave. And, you know, throughout the music video, the wrestlers become pirates and they chase her down and at some point before it cuts to part 2 because it's like a 7 minute music video that's intercut with like different you know
0: the, of the film
2: different aspects of the film and they mm-hmm. had all the characters that were on yeah. they kind of reprise their roles on the ship and it's nonsensical i mean it's a yeah. dumb music video uh before it cuts to part 2 she like asks for help and then it cuts to Steven Spielberg who's <sighs> sitting there watching this on like a, a monitor. Right. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it yeah, goes goes back to part 2. Uh there's she's still being chased by the wrestler/pirates, comes out of the frame. All is lost. All of a sudden, this woody station wagon explodes and Andre the Giant is there. And he just chases them off. Yeah. He like slaps them and it's just like Okay. Does he even say anything? No. He just kind of smacks.
0: Other than you're no, out of here. There's no financial arrangement made for the <laughs> the deed of the gas
2: station. He's as. dressed in like this strange kind of outfit that you've never seen him wear. <laughs> it like looks like these furry underpants and like a strange breastplate. And he just chases off the bad guy wrestlers in like that weird rock and Such wrestling a good video. connection. I love, it's so crazy. I love that. He's, he's re- the
1: Deus Ex. <laughs> do you remember what Roddy Piper says? No. He says something, uh, something to the about- effect of this wasn't so the. It's like the video wasn't supposed to end like this As <laughs> he's getting chased off. So third, fourth wall,
2: getting broken. Okay, babe.
1: I was looking at this. Uh, mid- I, and it was oh God.
2: a few weeks ago, like just randomly I posted on Facebook. And then when it came around to start researching this, yeah. I... I I you know, yeah, looked I'm, it up and it was like, oh, this is so
1: cool. Yeah. When you posted this on Facebook, I, I watched it. And it's just, boy, this is a cast. Yeah. Characters. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading from the, the Wikipedia. You've got Captain Lou Albano. Yep. Roddy Piper. Wendy Richter. The mm. Women's Champ. The Fabulous Moolah. Yeah. Iron Sheik. Nikolai Volkov. Freddie Blassie. Andre the Giant. Steven Spielberg. That weird manager guy that she was dating or whatever that's always in his her videos. Was he wearing a boulder hat? Yeah. The guy with a hat. Mm. Um most of the Goonies cast but they couldn't get John Matuzak apparently hmm. and the Bengals. Oh. Not the Bengals by the way, the Cincinnati Bengals, no the band, the Bengals. Does
0: the credit say written by cocaine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
2: I I did like that it also kind of mirrors what happens in wrestling in general where you can have this incredible match and then all of a sudden there's like a finishing move and just there's like all of a sudden something happens and the match is done. Yeah. Like, sure, it's all led up to it, and maybe you have, like, these weird false finishes, but, like, wrestling in general, at any point, the match can end uh-huh, right. by one move or one thing, and it's just over, and you're like,
1: well, okay, next match. Somebody can, run, somebody can run out from the back and hit somebody with a steel chair when the ref's not looking, and it's like, "Yeah, that mm-hmm. happened. That
2: happened.
0: Who was so. the wrestler who won Royal Rumble by coming up through the stage? It was, like, his first appearance in wrestling. He was the big guy. big, Big the, show? The big show. I think that was his first appearance was in Royal Rumble, and he won.
2: There's one—that uh, th- happens okay. quite a bit, where someone debuts, and all of a sudden, they're the winner.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wrestling. wrestling. That's wrestling for you.
1: I've got one more. Okay, um, And again, another great movie with an ending that is not just deus ex machina, but also throws into question the entire legitimacy of the movie. And that movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: That's another one I've never heard of. What is this? Raiders,
1: it's about this football team. Okay. The uh, Oakland Raiders. Okay. 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 Soon to that be Las sense. Vegas Raiders. Okay. And they lose an arc. Ah. Uh, uh, they're trying to find it. That doesn't scan. So the whole movie is about, we, as we know, Indiana Jones trying to stop the Nazis finding from finding the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. He fails at this. When they open it, he realized, he realizes and tells Marion, well, don't look because bad shit's going to yeah, go down. Yeah. And it does, and everyone's face melts. So what was the point of the whole Everyone movie? who's
0: made out of a candle's face melts. Right. Fortunately, Indiana yeah. and Mary <laughs> are not made, are of not made can- out of <laughs>
1: <laughs> What was the point of the whole movie? <laughs> if he knew this was going to happen, if he knew that if you try to look into the Ark of the Covenant, you mm-hmm. would, you know... Do You think Hitler would have... You would scan her or whatever.
0: If, if you can control n- nuclear power eventually right do you think they wouldn't have been able to focus it or to kind of weaponize it or
1: something? no no I don't think because it's 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 God it's it's all like God energy coming uh-huh. out you can't you can't harness God but they wouldn't be you able can't to send, stop God you can only hope to contain him if,
0: if they put the lid on it and tent and get a put on a train and instruct all the soldiers who deliver it to the place that they want to blow up or whatever right. don't look at the close your eyes then they've now weaponized it right no, I don't buy that. I don't buy that because who's, how are
1: they closing and who is also another pot hole. So after it opens and everyone who, all the Nazis are in the room get vaporized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do they get the arc back to America? There's still a shit ton of Nazis out there, right? Mm-hmm.
2: We don't know. We, well,
1: this is, this is, this is the dolphin got hit by the torpedo uh, moment <laughs> of this movie.
2: Yeah. I mean, u- ultimately, yes. Uh, if Indiana Jones never went on this adventure mm-hmm. they would have eventually found the ark and they would eventually have killed themselves because they didn't pay attention. I mean he was brought in it to save Abner Ravenwood his friend basically. How, how'd that turn out? Well he died yeah
0: he did he gone, he gone. Um,
2: but he didn't know he was dead. I guess right. they didn't have they didn't have Facebook notifications <laughs> or that, that oh
0: they, uh, but he did get an amber yeah. alert which told him that he was missing. <laughs> Right. No,
2: the Amber Alert was in Jurassic Park and oh, there was a in mosquito the, in the inside. Oh, right. in right. The mosquito. Uh
0: It is still a deus ex macha, this thing. It's yeah. this thing that happens at the end. Of yeah. I have no idea it has this power. And it could have been open at any point and uh-huh. it would have been obliterated the enemy or... Done, done bad and field.
1: maybe they're so excited about it they bring Hitler in they take it to Hitler to show it <laughs> My and Führer. maybe they kill Hitler before World War II even starts Klaus do not
0: tell anyone I made this mistake
1: Oops. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that were you doing uh, was that a Hogan's heroes right there it did seem almost like the Augustus you're, Gloop from you're, Charlie and the you the <laughs> come but yeah I just that has bothered me for years about that movie yeah. I just again also crystal skull. He doesn't oh, actually yeah. wind up saving anything. Yeah. Um, he, everything happens in spite of him. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Holy Grail. Pretty much, everything happens in spite of him. Yeah. Indiana Jones not so great at <laughs> actually good at making sure he's there when when yeah. when things shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Not so much good at actually stopping the shit. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Well,
2: that's he's a- the, he. You know, Indiana Jones, the everyman. That is just interesting that it's just there to have your you know your eyes on them. I would
0: say that of Harrison Ford's film career. the guy who was uh, he's on the plane and terrorists jump on the plane. He's right. in the he's he's got these replicants he's got to shoot down, but he didn't go looking for replicants. He's retired already. So. He's in a bar and uh, he's yeah, in a canteen yeah. and some some
1: dopey little kid shows up with a bunch of money wanting to yeah. him to go make a run And no questions
0: asked. no <laughs> questions asked. Okay, so this was really fun to discuss this element of story that is often the most frustrating one, and that is the ending. And sometimes that ending is facilitated by a force that we has been unseen throughout the entire film in the form of a deus ex machina. And it can be satisfying. It can be exhilarating in the moment, but it leaves you walking out of theater and going, huh, did that <laughs> need to happen that way? Or was that a cheat on behalf of the storyteller? I am going to go down the things that I thought were the most compelling. Um, Sign, you made me think about how spooky that movie was And the fact that I was very much caught up in it And I went, my wife and I went to see it on a date And uh, usually when you go out to a movie And you're dating somebody And you go home You think maybe I'm going to get a little something something mm-hmm. We were too f- afraid to have sex Because of that movie Wow. I, I know my also wife afraid da- of water of Afraid of water My wife doesn't listen to this podcast So I'm not worried about her uh, hearing this uh, Wizard of Oz I thought that was a great I thought that was a really compelling um, compelling choice. Water is two for two so far. Yeah. Water, taking out enemies. Uh, and then I'm going to go Toy Story because uh, that was an incredibly dramatic moment. You think you kind of have this agreement with Pixar that when you go see one of the films that you're not going to think that you're in the Holocaust right. <laughs> heading into the oven of Dachau. Um, well, except maybe for Cars 2. It, oh, yeah. sort of the Holocaust if you it have to totally watch a Larry the Cable Guy, guy the movie. <laughs> Oh, I wish I was in. Okay. And then uh, Lord of the Flies is my fourth choice. Um, So that makes it uh, a split. It's a split. It's two and two. Is this two weeks in a row we've gone two and two? I believe Uh, we have. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we'll have to fix that the next time. Trading blows. Trading blows. Well, this has been a fun subject. This has been Deus Ex Machinas. And next week, we're excited for our subject, which is IKEA. So... Am I right? Yeah. So go, Everyone's always excited to go to Ikea. Everybody's always excited. Loves it. So go purchase a comfy chair. Uh, We're going to construct this episode next week. <laughs> ruin your hands assembling it. Uh, we'll see you next week.
1: I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael.